0: Hi, welcome to West Edmonton Christian Assembly, and thank you for tuning in to our weekly sermon podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're excited. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day from on behalf of the Church. But we're excited for this morning because on... I was gonna say on Christmas Eve, not Christmas Eve, on Mother's Day, on Mother's Day, we did a very similar thing where we had five moms from the church come and share what God has placed on their heart, sharing a little bit of a picture, uh, allowing us to have a window into, into what God is doing into their lives. And it went so good that we wanted to repeat it again for today, for, for Father's Day. And so we have five gentlemen from our from our congregation here to share um, what God has placed on their heart for, for this morning. And so if you're here this morning and you're, you don't find yourself in the father category, maybe you're a mom, maybe you don't have kids, yet. Maybe you're a teenager. Maybe, maybe you don't even like kids at all, and you're glad it's father, not Father's Day for you. Uh, but, but, but at the end of the day, uh, we're trusting, we're hopeful that you can find something out of today. And so I, I pray that you would have ears to hear and just say, God, I'm here this morning. It's, it's, uh, it's 1145. It's Sunday morning. I want to leave here different than the way that I came. And so I just encourage you to, to allow God to speak to your heart. Would you join me as we welcome our, our very first guest, uh, Chris Hunter? Here we go. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I am a dad to four wonderful kids, uh, Noah, Jordan, William, and Kaylee. Uh, and when I thought about this morning and talking about being a dad, I thought the first thing that comes to mind is being a protector. Uh, and in my current age with kids, uh, that's about bugs, bad guys, and bed, uh, bad dreams. Uh, When I first had kids, I remember holding Noah in in the hospital, and I remember thinking, I'm going to be the most awesome dad ever, and I'm never going to do anything to hurt him, and I'm just going to do my very best for him always, and I'm never going to hurt his little feelings. Naively, uh, maybe, but well-intentioned, and who knew that after 10 years and four kids that that always hasn't shown itself to be true, and sometimes their behavior or attitude or their words and things like that overwhelm my coping mechanisms, and, and I react poorly to say the least sometimes. Uh, Proverbs twelve eighteen starts off by saying, there's one whose harsh words are like sword thrusts. I've seen often in my household that as the dad, I drive kind of the the mood of the house. I'm not sure if that's seen with other people, but oftentimes how I go is how the house goes. Um, and more times than I'd probably like to admit, I haven't always said the right things or been the best dad when they needed it. And it's oftentimes more about me than it has been about them. Uh, spilt milk isn't a big deal. You're not supposed to cry over it, but sometimes you can yell over it. And if it's the 15th time in a row and you've run out of milk and it's all over everything, that's a different story. Uh, so the second part of that verse though says, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And I think as a dad and as a parent, uh, one of the things I'm thankful for, there's no shortage for learning opportunities as a parent. You, you don't ever really get it right. You just keep working at it as a family. Uh, And so there's a lot of wisdom, I think, that comes through the years. And so I've only had a short little bit of time being a parent, 10 years. Um, I don't have 19 kids, I can't imagine. But uh, I don't even have the vehicle. You don't even have driveway space for those vehicles. But... uh, I found that many of the times when I recognize that I've hurt their feelings or I've done something where I've said something I shouldn't have said, the ability to go up and make it right with them, to make an apology, to look into their eyes, get down on their level and just say, I'm sorry. As a dad, I think is a powerful thing. There's a lot of reconciliation that happens and healing in that moment. And it could be just a hug. It could just be a holding of the hand, um, but that's, what's really important. When I was talking with Sam at the break, I kind of mentioned something that I kind of live my life by. And it's uh, a friend that told me, but it's dig a well before you're thirsty. And I like that quote because our kids are an investment and we're investing not only now, but in their futures. They're not always going to remember what you said. They're not always going to remember what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And to me, that's really important as a dad, because as a dad, I want them to feel that they're worthy, that they're valuable, that I cherish them. I want them to know that they're unique and talented and special and that they're individual, they're created. I want them to know that they have a voice and an opinion that matters. And I want them to know that they're beautiful and that they're loved beyond measure by their dad. I want them to know that they're safe always to come to my house, always to come to my arms. And as I was reflecting on what that meant, kind of as my life as a Christian, that's exactly how God wants us to see him he wants us to know that we're unique and that we're valuable and that we have individuality, that we are created, that there's safety in his arms, safety in his comfort. He wants us to know that we can be forgiven. He wants us to know that we're loved. As a parent, we can all probably agree that God doesn't promise a promise a perfect life. We all go through struggles. And even in the churches, you spend five minutes in the foyer you can have conversations or you look at the people in the prayer line it's not always easy he doesn't promise a perfect life but what he does promise is a forgiven life and it's that forgiven life that allows us to have reconciliation which allows us to have a relationship with the father and i think that that bridge is so important not only for me for my kids and for my family but for everybody here so it's my prayer this weekend as this is father's day that we all experience a measure of that. We all experience that forgiveness in that relationship where we feel like we're unique, that we belong, that we were intended to be here. Thank you. Good
2: morning. Uh, My name is David Hoy. I'm married to a beautiful wife, Brandy. Uh, I have three kids, two boys and a girl, hudson is 11 kingston's nine and lennon's almost seven so when adam put this forward to us he asked us a question uh as a dad what has god taught you about christianity your life etc um for me as a father one of the things that can drive me absolutely crazy is just when my kids disobey me and what god has taught me through parenthood is that as important as obedience is my disobedience doesn't ever get in the way of his grace and his love for me and so the overarching word that came to me kept coming back to me after adam asked me was grace and and just not just as a, as a father but just in my life in general and extending that to people around me um a couple of the scriptures that kind of tied into this actually adam spoke about this uh a few weeks back first john three sixteen and 18 we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other, but let us show the truth by our actions. And then in Matthew sixteen twenty four, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And Adam also used this quote from Fyodor Dostoevsky. To love someone means to see him as God intended him. Um, so I'm going to share a little story about, uh, about my kids. And um, outside of being a firefighter, I run a side business doing spring cleanups on people's lawns every year. We're called the turf barber. So last year on a PD day, um, really responsible here, I didn't have any childcare lined up. So I told my sons that they were going to have to come and work for me that day. Uh, they were super excited. They get to hang out with dad. And they're even more pumped when I told them that I was going to pay them for each job that we did. So like a good boss, I laid out the expectations. And I said, number one, they had to get along, right? You got to get along with your co- co-workers. Number two, when it was time to work, there'd be no clowning around. And number three, they had to do their best. So first couple of jobs went really well. They had that dollar figure in their mind. They're thinking, you know what? We're going to make money. We're going to go hard. We're going to work well. So they did a really good job. Uh, then probably right close to lunchtime, it started to rain. So I said, boys, you go take a break. We're going to run the machines, go sit in the truck, have a snack, have some lunch, and I'll call you when we're ready for you. So off they went. Well, within 10 minutes, both of them are back at my side. I got to turn off the machine. They're crying. What's the matter? Well, he punched me in the face and I punched him back. (laughs) Okay, so number one, not really getting along well with coworkers. Later on that day, we were in a cul-de-sac, um, and it just so happened that one of their friends lived in the same cul-de-sac, and they just happened to be having a garage sale. So again, we're starting to work, and uh, it's not time for the boys to work yet. So I let them go up the street, go to check out the garage sale, and with the advice that I'm going to be calling for you, make sure that you come when I call. So when it came time for them to, to come and work, I called for them, and they didn't answer. And I called again, and they didn't answer. I called again. They still didn't answer. So now I have to get in full dad mode and bellow as loud as I can. And finally, one of them comes out. They're in the garage. One of them comes out and says, What? (laughs) What do you want? We're trying to buy hockey cards, dad. I said, it's time to work. Get down here. Maybe we'll look at hockey cards after if you do a good job. So... They come down after showing me showboating like that in front of me, in front of the people, their friends. They come and they get to work, which was good. They finish their part of the job. We button up the equipment, put everything away. And just as we're getting ready to go to the truck, we're going to walk up, walk back up to the garage sale. One of the brothers comes to me, One of the boys comes to me and says, Dad, brother went in the glove box and took some money and went to go buy hockey cards while you were working. So, strike two... Stealing money from the boss on your first day on the job. (laughs) Needless to say, we didn't buy any hockey cards. So we're winding it down. My patience is wearing thin. We're in the last job of the day. One of the boys comes to me and says, Dad, I really have to go pee. Okay, no problem. We got this. There's a green space right behind this. We're backing on the green space. Just go back beyond past the yard, out by the park, find a tree or a bush and do do what you got to do. Five minutes later, the other excitement comes. Dad, I got to pee too. Okay. Just like I told Hudson, you're going to go back to the park, find a tree or a bush, go pee. should be good. I don't, my boys are old enough. I shouldn't have to think about it or deal with it any further. <laughs> about six, seven minutes later, I'm walking in the backyard, pushing a lawnmower. And what do I see? Two identical wet marks with streams running down from them on the wall of the customer's house. And the customer is home. Steam instantly from my ears. That's it, so let's, let's recap their first day of work. First, they punched a coworker in the face. Second, they stole money from the boss. Third, they peed on the customer's house. I fired my sons that day. (laughs) Not overly gracious. I tried. I tried, but I couldn't. So I fired them. I said, you guys are done. I paid them for some of the work that they had done. But once they went off the rails, that was it. So they had to learn that lesson. But this year, I decided to give them another chance. I said, I felt like they probably learned their lesson. And uh, you know what? I I brought not just the two of them, but I also brought my daughter. Because, again, a PD day came and I hadn't lined up childcare. So... All three of them came with me and I gave them a different uh, compensation method. I said, I'm going to pay you 20 bucks. You're going to start the day with 20 bucks. Every time I got to yell at you, I'm going to subtract a dollar. (laughs) My daughter finished with $20. My oldest finished with 19 and my middle was 18. So they did an amazing job. They totally redeemed themselves. So through this experience, I learned that often God calls us into something, but sometimes it's inconvenient with our plans. God gives grace even after three strikes. He doesn't use that system, thankfully. Uh, God redeems us and gives us another shot. Lo and behold, my kids learned their lesson and they made the most of their opportunity. So my challenge and the challenge to you is, is not to just use your words and your speech, but with actions in love and in truth, showing love to my kids and to those around you. And I think the application here, not just for fathers, but uh, for everybody, is loving your kids. Or loving those people around you. It's not always convenient and it's not always easy. And most of the time it's inconvenient. And it's difficult. But God sets a better example. Thanks for your time.
3: Well thank you. It's wonderful to be here with everybody here. To share the stage with some wonderful dads. And to be a part of a church community like this. Um, my wife and I, we serve in kids ministry up in kids city. And if you're interested about being a dad and you're not a dad yet, I'm looking over here, get involved in kids, because it really helps. It's helped me grow as a dad and it's, uh, it's paid dividends in my life. Um, what I'm going to do today is share a little bit about my heart for being a dad as God has revealed some things to me. And I want to, li- I want you to listen to two tracks. One is maybe your dad and God will speak something to your heart. And the second is maybe your dad has hurt you. And maybe the Father God will fill something in on your heart today. And the third is, is maybe there's something that you don't understand about God or, or a distance you feel towards God. And maybe he'll drop something in your heart on that today. Okay. So I feel like God has entrusted me with three kids. They're sitting over there right now. There's Autumn, she's almost seven. She's waving back there and Hunter and Charlotte. Um, I feel privileged to be entrusted with them And one of my biggest jobs I feel that I carry with them is to model God's love and purposes for them. And to do this, it starts with me. I need to be spending time alone with God, hearing his heart for my life so I can have something to give over to them. It doesn't come from nowhere, it comes from the father. As a dad, it's my job to keep a soft heart towards God's leading so I can adequately lead in our home, so I can lead my wife and so I can serve her and love these children he's given me. In our house, we focus on two main themes. And I believe these are two themes that God would have for us as individuals as well as in our homes. First is I want my kids to know that I love them without condition. There's nothing that they can do to get beyond my love. The love that I have for them is sure because the love that God has given to me is sure. They can sometimes wound the trust that I have for them. And so we have to have a process for them to regain trust again so they can do all the wonderful things that God has for them but they can earn that trust back. Love is not, not a question. The second is that God has abilities, purpose and direction for them. And as a dad, I get to be a part of identifying that in their lives. I'm a student of my children, I watch. God, what are you doing in their lives? And what are you giving to them? And how can I speak life into what you put into their lives? I believe God does the same with us. He looks at us and says, I've given you gifts, my son, my daughter, go live in those gifts here on earth. I'm going to read you a scripture um, uh, from Psalm 139. And this scripture uh, written is written from the first person, the author. But I'm going to to reread it to you as if it's a father saying it to uh, their their children or about their children. And as you're listening, listen to God's voice, maybe your dad's voice. But listen to what the scripture says. For you create, oh, sorry, it's Psalm 139, 13 to 16. For you created their inmost being. You knit them together in their mother's womb. I praise you because you, oh, because they are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Their frame was not hidden from you when they were made in the secret place, when they were woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw their unformed body all the days ordained for them were written in your book before one of them came to be. I say these things because I recognize that in a congregation of this size, it's likely that much pain has been caused by dads and much misunderstanding of God and who he is. And being a dad who knows what it's like to sometimes be hard and miss the mark of love with my kids, I'd like to draw our attention back to our heavenly father who would love to be with you and love to walk with you and who would love to make up the difference for the pain that maybe your dad has caused. Maybe today, if this is you, that Father's Day could be about a restoration of not just your earthly father's love, but your heavenly father's love in your life. And that would be my prayer for you all today. Thank you.
4: So my name is Wayne uh, Wayne Grasley, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tie in. Um, and this was planned, obviously. I'm gonna tie in with what these what these guys were saying in terms of going through the experience of 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 forgiveness and 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 compassion and and, and the, the the story that you told in terms of uh, how God wants us to act and 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 showing that that second chance, a third chance, and even more and. And, and uh, Sam, you're touching on, on uh, maybe we've had parents, fathers in particular, that have heard that us. Um, and, 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 I'm, and I'm just going to expand on that uh, if I can. Okay, so um, I am a father of two. Our, our children are, are grown um, and, and gone. And, and, and just before I go any further, can anybody tell me what true happiness is? True happiness is when the last kid leaves the house and the last dog dies. We're not quite there yet because we've still got the dog. So, I did not grow up as a Christian. Uh, I want to just quickly um, give you a little of my story. I want to tie it back in to with with some of the themes that that were given here. I grew up uh, as an only child uh, I, uh, in an alcoholic family. My father raised me. Um, I, I, I survived through that uh, to be, uh, uh, be able to go into the workforce. Um, went through one marriage, but because of sin in my life, uh, that would be drugs, alcohol, that would be um, infidelity. Um, that, that marriage didn't survive. God gave me a second chance. And I've been. My wife and I have been married now for 26 years, and um, with our with our with our two kids. So now, we I wouldn't be here with this microphone in my hand or telling that story if God didn't intervene in a mighty and powerful way. And and I believe there's more than one person in here that. Has been scarred, has been hurt, as we've been growing up, as we've been conditioned uh, in in the way we were brought up, the things that are uh, uh, that have happened to us. There are areas of 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 pain. There are areas in our life where where there is unforgiveness, and there are areas in our life where God wants to shine the light of Jesus on those areas. God wants us free that's that's why Jesus died on the cross was to set us free so that we could really be free so going back to my story uh, we were about to break up we were we were on the last road um, I, I, I I grabbed my wife we went to a former pastor's house we were sharing the story uh, I'll, I'll speed this up. He did not have a lot of sympathy um, second marriages don't last uh, You got no chance, but here's a book, um, threw a book at me called The Bondage Breaker by Neil Anderson. And um, I I, I could not read that book at the very beginning. Uh, Satan did not want me to read that book. Um, My wife suggested, uh, why aren't you praying before you read the book? Seems like a real good idea. Well, that worked, it devoured that book. I went through the steps to freedom. I I I I was able to in one night. I was by the grace of God delivered from pornography, from alcohol, from from drug abuse, marijuana, from uh, a, a sexual spirit. My wife that evening um, truly, truly forgave me when I when I asked her about that. And and um, the first time I really felt the power and presence presence of the Holy Spirit. So now, why do, why do I say all of this on, on Father's Day? I believe God wants all of us to be free, but we need to take that step towards him. Yes, we can accept Jesus as, our, as Lord and Savior, but we've got a little bit of work to do. So I would, I would encourage you that we have ministries in this church um not only freedom in christ uh, hope and healing um there's some other pastors who, who do similar sorts of ministries but i would encourage you to find that freedom to be the husband that god wants you to be to be the 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 the, the husband and wife that god wants us to be to be that father that that god wants us to be and, and and um i'll tell you what my heart soars when i see all the young people in this church and and uh and going forward so um i i see i'm 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 doing this running out of time again um my message for fathers i'm not supposed to say this but i'm going to say it anyway bless your children go out of your way to bless your children affirm your children pray over your children let them hear your 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 prayer of blessing over them the, the power of a father blessing his children um, uh, that just goes on and on and on and on for eternity. Um, that's all I got. Thank you very much.
5: Good morning, my name is Hugh Chinesky. Uh My wife is Linda. Uh, my last name is Polish. And uh, you have to be Polish descent to be able to pronounce the name. So I had a bit of a laugh this morning when talking with Pastor Adam and uh, he's looking at my name on a list and uh, he's trying to pucker up his lips to attempt to say it. And then he just looked and went, I'm just gonna go with Hugh C. We had two boys, Jeff and Greg, even though I was in my forties, they were growing up as they were growing up. I was very involved in my boys' lives. I coached their soccer team for 10 years and actually ended up coaching both boys at the same time, three years in a row. It was an extremely busy time as that meant four games a week and two practices. But uh, the boys really loved having me involved, and, and I loved every minute of it. And uh, I was also their Cub and Scout leader for years. The boys seemed to thrive and, and really enjoyed the involvement that that I had with them and, and the special time that I spent. We did a lot of camping as a family, and we all look forward to seeing new places and having new adventures. Linda and the boys accepted the Lord and started attending Weka long before me. Although I had started coming to Weka with them some Sundays, it wasn't until 2011 that I finally accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Our oldest boy, Jeff, was only 21 when he died at home in a tragic accident on January 28th. It devastated our whole family and rocked my world. I realized I wouldn't get through this loss on my own and two days after he died, I accepted Jesus. What a comfort it has been to know where Jeff is and that we will spend eternity together. I can't imagine going through this grief without knowing Christ. Three years later, we found out that our younger son had chosen to follow an alternative lifestyle. I felt like another devastating loss So many hopes and dreams not going to happen. With the Lord on our side, helping us, we chose to hold on to our relationship and continue to love our boy. We love him not for what he does do, but we love him because of who he is, our son. That's unconditional love, just as Jesus loves us. The biggest thing I have learned as a dad is to love your kids all the time, no matter what. To be involved in their lives, to know their friends, and most important, to make sure they know the Lord is always there for them. This is a verse that I like. It's Genesis 18, verse 19. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him. to Keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, gentlemen. I Trust that uh, you are able to receive something this morning as we hear from the hearts of these, 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 these fine men here. What I love about these guys is that they're real. And what I love about Christianity is it applies to real life. You don't need to be—you uh, don't need to be taking a salary from the church to be the preacher. You don't need to be t- taking a salary from it. You don't have to be a professional Christian in order to have God work in your life and do great things in you and through you and i'm so thankful for what god is doing in your lives i'm so thankful that we serve a god who's real who wants to be involved in our lives as a congregation uh this morning we have a gift for you as dads um um, it's the the dad adventure uh devotional one thing i've learned as a young guy um is that the greatest gift i can give my children if i want to see them grow up and serve the lord is to set my own life on fire. Is to set my heart on fire for God and let them see what that looks like. And so that doesn't happen just by praying one prayer. That happens with with disciplines. And that happens with with connecting with God and, and doing all you can to, to learn from his word. And so, so we wanna provide you dads with some of these devotionals. Take it home with you. If we have extras, moms, take it home with you. Just take the word dad out and put mom in there. It works perfectly. And uh, keep it as a stocking stuffer. Give it to your husband later on. I don't care. We wanna, we, no, they do no value to us on our shelves. We want them in your pocket. But, but, but God, is, God is good and he's doing a great thing in our city. He's doing a great thing in our church. And we're glad to have you here this Father's Day Sunday morning. Would you stand with me and I'll close in prayer. Lord, this morning we thank you for our dads. For some, this is an easy prayer to pray. For some, this is the hardest things to ever come out of our lips. But God, we thank you that we're here. And I thank you for each and every person in this room. We're not for a mom and a dad. None of us would be here. And Lord, I thank you that despite who our earthly fathers are, for some they've been great, for some they haven't been so great. But God, I thank you that you are our heavenly Father, and I pray for each and every person in this room that in this season you would encourage them, that you would remind them that you are with them, that regardless of where they are in their story, they would know that you are there alongside the, alongside them. Whether it's at the top of a mountain or the bottom of a valley, God, you're there. So give us eyes to see you and ears to hear you, Lord. May we know the Father's heart for our lives, and if we we don't even know what that means god i pray that you would just reveal that to us over the week that you would bring people into our lives situations god may we may we not take any moments for granted thank you that you're real thank you that you care in your name we pray amen well god bless you thank you for joining us this morning we'll see you uh next sunday for our baptism sunday and uh don't forget your children as you leave happy father's day and we'll see you next week Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can watch us live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Mountain through our Facebook page or by visiting us at weka.com. We invite you to be part of our online community by visiting any of the links in the showliner. If you're in the Edmonton, Alberta area, visit us at our West Edmonton campus on 199th Street or pop in for a coffee at the Weka Chapel located in the West Edmonton Mall.